0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish.
1: The podcast that has fallen on hard mimes. Uh, mm, uh
0: are they allowed to scream no no
1: it just sounds like
0: great i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz (laughs) we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality and today today we're talking about farming we're talking about farming 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 Farming. (laughs) e-i-e-i-o great beautiful it's great um but first but first here's the news (laughs) what you're just that was a, that was abrupt that's oh
1: do we want we we can we can dally around in this area it's fine what's it, been going on Mike no it's fine no what's no tell me <laughs> tell me now <laughs> what's been
0: going on I'm gonna do some news stories okay okay, great
1: shut your mouth hole it's time
0: for your ear holes news 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 uh so on Friday a federal appeals court ruled that an Indiana school district did not violate a former music teacher's rights by forcing him to resign. He was forced to resign because he was refusing to use the names of his trans students. Oh, great! The uh, the Seventh U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals uh, is upholding a prior uh, prior judge's ruling here. Um, but you can't
1: bully your students like that. That's what if you don't use their proper name, you're like bullying a child.
0: Yeah. Well, and. So of course it's religion, right? Like that's that's what he's that's what he's claiming. In 2014 he started teaching music and orchestra at Brownsburg High School, which is northwest of Indianapolis. Um and and teachers were instructed to use the pronouns and names that were listed in the school's official student database. Parents and doctors could be used to change the pronouns and names in said database. But when that happened, he said no. Uh, He said that his Christian religious beliefs prevented him from acting in compliance with that school policy. And boy, you should find a different job then that he had religious objections to using trans students, names and pronouns. So there was this like this fucked up, like compromise position where remember, this is orchestra. (laughs) He got around it for a little while by only using their last names. Oh. So he wouldn't use pronouns at all. He would just use their last names I, like they were fucking football team.
1: Yeah, f- playing football in Texas. Everyone called me Gits.
0: Yeah. Gits. <laughs> Play sports better. Gits. So, 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 so. Yeah, so they, they rolled out this policy that they had to use the what was in the database, and he asked officials whether the rule, rule would apply to him. They <laughs> responded that he could either abide by it, resign, or be fired. Hmm in response he resigned and sued so in its ruling the court noted that district officials tried to consider his religious objection but realized that using last names by the music teacher disrupted the learning environment and the court found that students felt disrespected targeted and dehumanized
1: yeah like it's not if someone is just naturally doing that that would be one thing but they know what they're they know what he's doing like it's
0: well and uh, apparently uh, he also was like not doing that some of the time no. for some of the students yeah. and anyway, th- the court said the court said no that does not re- uh, that does not violate your religious freedoms you dickbag fuckface asshole yeah but that means the next step is the Supreme Court oh so wow we'll see how that goes oh boy fuck those people yeah um okay next news the second so there is a popular gay couple on Russian TikTok.
1: Okay. And they uh, have been arrested a, and oh. charged
0: with violating their anti-LGBTQ plus laws. Yeah. That's happening this week. Russian Gela Gogishvili, Gonna go with that. Okay. Uh, 23. Told Newsweek that he and his Chinese national boyfriend, Hao Yang Chu, who's 21, were arrested by police in the city of Kazan on Wednesday and charged under a series of Russian laws that include a ban on the positive depiction Of LGBTQ plus persons in media.
1: Good for that. Like that sucks that they have to be the person. But good for I'm I'm always so impressed by people like that that are like, I I know I could definitely go down for this. And it's like the Russian government. So like, who knows what the fuck would happen? But like, that's awesome.
0: Well, and apparently their TikTok channel is popular. There's over 370,000 followers and over 65,000 subscribers. Because in TikTok, I guess followers and subscribers are different things. Different, sure. different numbers. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend, everybody. <laughs> um, uh, Gogishvili was released because he's a Russian national, but how Yang remains in a Russian jail and is facing the threat of deportation Ugh. immediately. Ugh. So the way all of this went down, so they said in a video posted to their YouTube channel l- l- week before last that their lives were crazy and they learned that they were under investigation for promoting their life as a gay couple on social media. Shu learned one of the teachers at the university where he is a student received a warning from the police about the content of their social media. They said you can't behave like that and you need to follow the law of Russia and the traditional values of the country. After that I was very scared. Yeah. Um, so then they said that the police started looking for them in March. Uh, they visited pharmacies across the city with a picture of Gogishvili, who is employed as a pharmacist. They also claimed police were able to send a message to them via the messaging program WhatsApp.
1: My God, getting a WhatsApp message from the police? Yeah. That's scary.
0: They were told that they had been charged under the anti-LGBTQ plus laws, but only needed to sign some papers and pay a fine. Uh, They left them the option of visiting the police station or having an unarmed police officer come to their home. The two men said that they were suspicious because they'd been subjected to hate and abuse in recent years, so they told the police they would think about it. On Wednesday, the police stopped the couple at a museum. They were at a museum with friends. They took Shu back to the apartment to retrieve his passport and visa, took the pair to the local police station. They were questioned. Gogeshvili said police tried to force the couple to sign papers admitting their guilt, but They refused. And apparently, their their supporters, their social media, their their TikTok. What's the what's the like? I watch TikTok. I consume TikTok. I uh, t- uh,
1: t- uh, talk. Talk fellow, uh,
0: yeah, I, yeah, a talk, a talk fellow, mm-hmm. yeah. Their talk fellows freaked out, and uh, so they released, uh, they released Gogishvili, and but um,
1: but because because the fans freaked out, that's a that's bad
0: what, reason. That's what play. the advocate article claims.
1: <laughs> anyway. That's a bad reason. To really, I mean, I'm not, I gr- I'm happy for them, but that's a bad reason to release someone from prison.
0: <laughs> yep. Anyway, they're expected to appear in court uh, later today, so something may have happened Hmm. um probably already has happened it's just not been reported yet by the time this goes to the air it for sure has happened uh gogishvili said a quote i'm holding in tears because i don't have time to cry right now
1: oh oh god that's so sad
0: yeah yeah if they're convicted immediate fines and shu would be immediately deported probably (sighs) that's rough yeah
1: anyway fuck you russia yeah fuck russia for so many reasons
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh news the last so First of all, Easter eggs are the drag queens of the dairy world. And okay
1: okay, okay, I just needed a second to get there. Okay. <laughs> I
0: think I'm with you. So for Easter in Weho yesterday, there were thousands of demonstrators in colorful outfits in a March of solidarity. With uh, drag queens and other LGBTQ plus individuals, who right wing extremist policies across the country have been attacking lately, um, they called it their first annual drag march, and uh, yeah, it's the, the the pictures are adorable. There's of course you know <laughs> shitloads of drag queens and lots of just very queer people and colors and glitter and just it's it's what I think Jesus would approve. Yeah, he is risen. Let's party. <laughs> um, also, in San Francisco, they always have the uh, Hunky Jesus contest. What? On on, on Sundays? I have yeah. not heard of that. A fraternity brother of mine went went to that and uh, knows the guy that won. Huh. Apparently, he's won many years in a row. Anyway. I
1: went and it's Gay Jesus uh, one Halloween. I bet you were good at it. I cut my robe real short, like a little shorty robe.
0: Yeah. and
1: Crown of Thorns hurts, man.
0: Well, I think that's the point
1: is very it was i got a plastic one that was a little too tight so it legitimately hurt me i was like i know what jesus went through
0: <laughs> of the two of us you're the jesus he won
1: um oh, thanks
0: <laughs> yeah uh, uh california democratic state senator scott weiner attended the event and spoke to everybody Uh, He's been out since the early 90s and he said, quote, if you had said to me that in 2023 we would still have to be arguing about whether we have a right to exist, that they would still be calling us pedophiles and predators and groomers, if you had told me that, I would have said there's no way that in 2023 that's what would be happening. They don't want to talk about the fact that children are getting shot and killed in classrooms in this country. They don't want to talk about the fact that so many people are dying of drug overdoses because of lack of access to health care. They don't want to talk about the climate emergency or income inequality or any of the real issues that are facing our country. What do they want to talk about? That drag queens and trans people are somehow the biggest threat to this country. That's what they want to talk about.
1: Because they're the ones that are causing all the other shit. So they can't talk about like they get too much money from gun like the nra and gun lobbyists to like they can't they gotta turn the focus on something else and unfortunately i think it's working for them
0: yeah fuck fuck kyle i wanted happy drag queens marching to be like the positive yeah. anchor story oh, for the news shit. today
1: <laughs> i mean it's uh, the idea that our our community has been through shit and will continue to go through shit and will always come together and work together and fight for our rights because we're the ones that have each other's backs like that's that's something you could depend on from the lgbt community you know what else you can depend on kyle uh depends yes i'm depending on them right now
0: (laughs) yep also don't fuck with drag queens. Don't fuck with drag queens, man. Fuck around and find out. Yeah. <laughs> uh that's the news.
1: That's the news. Um speaking of uh the most beautiful people I know, I want to thank the following. I'm
0: people. right here, Kyle.
1: I want to thank Michael Johnson, my Great. beautiful co-host. <laughs> and no one else. Great. Um but also some subpar people to throw in as well. Uh Lindsay Ray Barnes. You have three names like a serial killer. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Thomas Robertson. Oh, Barnes. Barnes on the farming
0: episode. Barnes! Uh, <laughs> Did you plan that?
1: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, Thomas Robertson. You know, like sons, people's sons work on farms.
0: <gasps> yeah. <gasps> Crazy
1: yeah. coincidence. And also, Kevin loves Danny Carrillo. Yeah. <laughs> i think okay you, kevin i think you owe us 25 dollars for 100 words yeah. there i think you can't sneak secret messages into your username did, did you
0: just bob we at a baby eats a boy <laughs> yes, yes. Call? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um anyway no kevin that, that was very smart and we hope that danny Corio loves you back if you want to join our patreon get bonus content episodes Um, you know, just support us a lot of shit, then go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast.
0: While we're in the Patreon section, I posted a message to Patreon to clarify that the, um, the discount code for the live show tour, uh, is going to go up on May 1st. So just, just be patient.
1: Yeah, you will get a uh, specific code to any of the six shows that we are doing this year. Discount code, you can use it at any time to get a discount on your uh, tickets. Yep. So, yay. Great. Do you want to talk
0: about farming? Let's talk about farming. So, I'm going to open this up. N- no, I am. Oh, okay.
1: This Urban see Dictionary... E- see, how-
0: see how easy that was?
1: <laughs> no, okay, this Urban Dictionary... Uh, uh, term had zero up votes and one down vote. Great. <laughs> and it is gay farmer. Great. The definition is a Jolly Rancher.
0: <laughs> 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 That's my urban
1: dictionary section. Great. Okay. Now back to you, Mike. Awesome. <laughs> First, maybe something substantial. I also, Oh, on the Patreon segment, I will share with you what gay farming, their definition for gay farming is. It's nasty. It's nasty? It's nasty. Okay, great. So we're going to hold that for the Patreon segment. But go ahead. What do you got, Mike? Okay, great. (laughs) Um, I'm done for this episode, by the way. That's all I had for this episode. It's all you. I mean... Uh, I'm chilling.
0: It's done. It's done. Great. (laughs) It's our show. We can do what we want. All you. Okay, so like obviously not going to talk about the history of farming it's been around forever what is missing from the history of farming is uh, like a lot of other parts of history queer people Mm, Um, yeah
1: yeah it's
0: very very difficult for me to find anything that had to do with like gay queer people in a farming context with one exception uh, one of the earliest written defenses of gay people was found in a farmer's diary from January of 1810 So there was a, there was a naval surgeon that was being executed for sodomy and he wrote in his journal, it appears a paradox to me how men who are men should possess such a passion and more particularly so if it is their nature from childhood, as I am informed it is, if they feel such an inclination and propensity at that certain time of life when youth genders and develops into manhood, it must then be considered as natural. Otherwise as a defect in nature, it seems cruel to punish that defect with death.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so, anyway, uh, so when was that from? Uh, you... 1810, January 18 of 1810. 10. He wrote Damn. in his his journal. That's yeah. pretty early. Yeah, super, super duper early. Matthew Tomlinson was his name. He was a farmer from West Yorkshire in Northern England. Anyway, that's like one of the first examples of somebody writing out their thoughts about why maybe we shouldn't kill gay people
1: Hmm. anyway should i just like journal more in case something i have to say is relevant and like no it's that's what we're doing now the internet is forever that's true yeah Yeah, i'm doing i'm actively doing it
0: and and it's only a matter of time before we're canceled for everything that we've said oh (laughs) Um, (laughs) um but then you also usually talk about GATA, which you right. informed me in the production meeting because we have those, that uh, you don't have GATA. And here's maybe oh, why. Wow, it's
1: kind of calling me out.
0: Well, but, but here's maybe why. No definitive figures measure how many LGBTQ people farm in America. The USDA, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, asks respondents to identify their sex in its five-year census, but not their sexual orientation or gender identity. The department is considering adding those questions to the 2027 census. It conducted a pilot study in late 2021 to gauge whether their inclusion would affect response rates. What do you think happened?
1: They went up.
0: Responses significantly decreased when those questions were added, despite the survey's confidentiality. The study lacked possible explanations for that finding, but I'm curious what you think is
1: going on is that like your family's there like watching over you or something like,
0: yeah, I, I mean, or
1: you're worried even if it says it's confidential, you're like worried by just like writing it down that someone actually will know and they can trace your handwriting or like they, like the big government is gonna, you know, act, is actually tracking this and has a list of people. Like, I wonder if there's paranoia. Yeah,
0: I, maybe. Maybe. It, I I think that there's there, there's likely some of that right like I don't have the answers either but I I'm going to guess having grown up in that environment I'm going to guess that it is a combination of paranoia and a combination of the power of self-deception mm. like writing shit down makes mm. it real and a lot of that life that existence is denial of reality. Mm. <laughs> um and um, living this carefully constructed version of yourself that fits in. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk a lot more about about that.
1: Yeah. In, yeah. Uh,
0: coming up. Anyway, that's but the, like uh, apparently apparently we've just not been actually studying like collecting the data for how many people out there are queer. There was one researcher who uh, did a cross reference with a couple of national databases to figure out which married couples were same-sex married couples Mm. so we have some data on on same-sex couples uh, uh, that own farms but um it's it's not very good data
1: yeah Yeah. that uh, that's rough because you can be a opposite Gender couple and someone's bi or someone's trans, like there's, there's a million reasons that undercounts. I but it makes sense. Like at a minimum, like you at least get something rather than nothing. I can see that as long as you then factor in the the downside of having a like any kind of number is like then that's the number just people grab onto. Even if you're like ah this isn't totally accurate, here's what we have. Then people just latch onto that number, and I see this all the time when using data. It's like I sometimes I tell like my clients or whatever, like I will not give you this information because it's wrong. It's so off. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. y- y- and I know you say that, you know that it's off, but then I'm going to say it. And then in two weeks, you're going to be like, Nope, that's the number. And I'm going to like, you know, yep. sometimes it's better to not say a number. I, yeah. Yep.
0: I'm with you. But like, with you.
1: I mean, I would still rather add it in and have people, some people not report it and still like, because you're basing it on not, uh, not everyone's filling it out regardless like that's just going to be how some of these things work and i'd rather have like that question and then we can start to get some percentages with those that do fill it out yep
0: yep Mm. yeah i i I agree hopefully 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 they decide to include it because i think it's important
1: yeah but um does the u.s census now have sexual orientation on it did that finally change
0: the, the federal, the yeah. the 10-year census. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I don't believe so.
1: I think, because I thought they, they there was like a whole thing under Trump where like they had it on the draft, but then it got removed. Like, I don't know that we, yeah, I still That's know ringing me.
0: a bell. That seems like something that dickbag fuck this <laughs> asshole would do. Right? we
1: I, I forget if we now ask that, but it was something like, I don't know that it's not like this is completely behind the times. It's <laughs> right. like kind of on par with where we are at just asking some of these basic questions yep. that we should be, which is silly. Well, so even though we don't, Oh, we didn't mention why we're doing this. We had a, our oh, every month yeah, Patreon. we have a, Oh yeah. Patreon every month. We have a Patreon vote on uh, one of three topics. You keep on winning.
0: I keep on winning. Yeah.
1: Over and yeah. over. And this was your topic. And here we are. Here we are. Also, gap bridgers why do you
0: vote differently than everyone else
1: it's so interesting y'all have such different <laughs> if you want to really influence what we talk about the gap bridgers the ones that are 50 dollar level are the ones that get to vote every month on these topics uh and then we do have tiebreakers just in case because that tends to happen and that helps inform what we might do for our monthly patreon episode but yeah y'all have your own tastes you y'all march
0: to the beat of your own meat farmer
1: Um, uh, this also on our survey, we have a ton of ideas that we got from our survey that are on our list of ideas to consider. And rural was one of the topics that, um, several people, uh, filled in themselves. Uh, so, you know, we're touching on rural things by, by way of this. So thank you for all the topics y'all suggested on the survey. Yeah. So the, the most academic thing I have is a, thesis that was written about queer farming and one of the areas it was a hundred and fucking something pages so i did not read the whole thing mm-hmm. i read the section where uh the person uh Michaela Hoffelmeier, that sounds like a name i would have made up but it, it is <laughs> hoffelmeyer interviewed and observed 20 queer farmers so that's what i'm gonna tell you about the the findings that they had from there so this is from the thesis sexuality and sustainable agriculture queer queer farmers in Northeastern U.S." A uh, this is a thesis in Rural Sociology 2019 for the Pennsylvania State University. So, uh, Michaela conducted interviews and observed 20 queer farmers in the northeastern U.S. And just here are some bullet points of what they found. First of all, um, queer farmers' motivations for being in sustainable agriculture. You looked at uh, being gay in farming. Did sustainable agriculture come up for you?
0: Uh, well... I did see that did I even write this down god I, I did I did see that there is some evidence to suggest that gay people are more interested in organic farming sustainable farming yeah yeah so y- that's
1: what that's what I tended to see in that, and that that's what this says as well the queer farmers motivations for being involved in sustainable farming is first of all the environmental benefits so like the the good-hearted, good-natured reason of actually wanting those benefits. And in addition, the assumption that sustainable agriculture has greater inclusion of women and by extension, queer people. Yeah. So queer people, it said, may be disproportionately involved in sustainable agricultural production. And it was noting that that may even be, you know, we should, of course, support queer farmers, but maybe even more important to support queer farmers because they may be the ones that push for and lead the way in sustainable agriculture. Yeah. To counter homophobia, many farmers embody what the thesis called rural politics of recognition. So that was uh, presenting as just another farmer to help build relationships and rapport with other farmers, with their customers, with other community members. It is very different than the urban kind of liberal be out and proud message yeah so some of the you know messages in big cities or urban areas may not resonate with them because like it's like yo you might not know (laughs) like what that would be like here yeah um and but we've also seen you know we've done episodes about our history and people saying you should act like fit in with others in order to prove that we're just like you versus other people saying like no like we don't have to be like you to gain acceptance like we've seen that kind of struggle throughout history so this is not a new struggle it's just a different kind of manifestation of that struggle
0: yep yeah 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 the 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 tension has been there for a long time the assimilationists versus the the other ones
1: yeah the non-assimilationist. <laughs> A quote I liked uh, is, Queer farmers often associated uncertainty, fear, and isolation with living rurally, simultaneously emphasizing an attachment to rural landscape, nature, and farmland. So we, we, I think, talked about this in our hometown episode where we talked about rural living as well. And it is this, like, there is something that people are drawn to the rural nature living there being there and it makes sense that some people like that some people like cities and we should have a big mix. you'd expect a big mix of people the 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 influx to the cities is not because everyone loves cities right some people do but not everyone and uh some people want to be out in the country live in this live in rural areas and love the nature of it and it's uh unfortunate that it comes along with the uncertainty fear and isolation So, um, what helps is the chosen family farm model, which some people use these, uh, community based living or farming units, uh, living together on a community This, in my mind is the like, Hey, what if we all lived on a commune together? (laughs) Like with your friends. Yeah.
0: Millennials are obsessed with this idea. Get the commune going.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And and, which makes sense when you're queer to be like, yo, do you want to like, do we want to like help each other out They They also do these mentorships where like queer farmers Um, can help those working on farm, queer people working on farms as a way to kind of bolster each other. Numerous of these farmers interviewed uh, face sexism in addition to heterosexism, which that, you know, those kinds of things make sense to me come hand in hand. And of course, the law is part of that. Marriage wasn't legal until 2015. So that has, of course, uh, implications for loan access and land tenure, but something else legal that I was unaware of is prior to inheritance law changes in 1981, women married to male husbands were not considered legal owners of farms when their husbands died. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, 1981, that's not that long ago. It, it would be easy for someone to be married in their twenties or thirties and still have a farm today and like have been directly affected by that, that very law.
0: This whole idea that like, All of these horrific bullshit problems are way in the past. Yeah. Like, civil rights. People are like, oh, civil rights is forever ago. Yeah. Like, it's everything's fine. Yeah. Stop whining, black people, or whatever. But, like, no, like, it is in living memory that all of this shit was going down. and
1: And even when laws change, that doesn't, which, I mean... In this case, I'm talking about like this one law that did change, that doesn't cha- automatically change people's mentality and their like how they were raised and their views. So, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, 95% of the sample was identified as white or identified as white. So, this researcher was careful to note that I th- I think noting where your limitations are they they pointed out why like what their sampling technique might have done to cause that and uh, but still some of the queer farmers explained how white privilege allowed them to enter the farming space despite being queer it's mm. you know what we say often like you can have a strike against you but at least you know it's not too <laughs> yep. so I so it's I think useful that in spite of being a mostly white sample that the these white people recognize that there's st- and, and things are clearly not perfect for queer farmers but they still were afforded the be- that's the 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 thing of white privilege is it doesn't have to be great for you yeah to still be afforded some kind of benefits yep. that come along with being white and they uh suspected that the ability that that being queer enables you to understand the plight of other minorities um which i agree with and i think has helped me in understanding and empathizing with the plight of other minorities mm-hmm. that are beyond just my own um and lastly uh so uh, i will just read this quote uh the combination of metro normativity In lgbt spaces which metronormativity showed up a bunch and uh, you're nodding yeah i i think
0: that it's a great word
1: yeah yeah and and makes sense is common within the gay spaces of like that's kind of the assumption that that's where you'll go that's what you'll do that's how you're safe that's how you find other people um so the combination of metronormativity in lgbt spaces coupled with heteronormativity in agriculture has primarily left queer farmers to develop their own strategies and support networks to enter and remain in farming. It seems like both agriculture and LGBT people, my read of that is like no one's really... Helping them, and so they have to create their own networks. This is why they create their not they didn't call it communes, but their their community living like they, like they their mentorship like they have to create these things because others aren't like yeah. i I don't hear LGBT people talking about the issues of rural living that much or right. the like yeah. the plight of rural or of queer farmers like that's not an issue with, that we're focused on, at least f- that I see.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree, and it's it's interesting because I think it's probably because they are just you know f- flying under the radar as much as possible because yeah. of how oppressive those parts of the world can be. Yeah, um,
1: and it's interesting, like you, like I said, like you don't you shouldn't have have to have a reason to support queer people. That should be a self fulfilling no self. That's just should evident. be yes yeah like that's just how it should be mm-hmm. and maybe there's value in supporting queer people beyond just the, the it's the right human thing to do to support sustainable agriculture which we need anyway if, if the earth isn't gonna die in a ball of heat death in like two years yep yep so there's actually extra value for lots of people if if that happens
0: it's so interesting how many different ways that segues nicely <gasps> Like it's weird it's really, really weird. So I want to talk to you about some experiences of some queer farmers and Ooh, okay. like w- what it's like for them. Um, the first one is uh, Shannon and Eve Mingoloni, and they are doing this work exactly that you were talking about of, of being the change they want to see in the world or like mm-hmm. the, bringing, bringing the queer. Anyway. <laughs> Did th- you say bringing the queer? Bringing the queer. Bring
1: the queer, bring the funk.
0: They said in this article in NOLA.com, which I don't even know what that is. If you ask yourself to picture a farmer, just picture a farmer. He is he, m- male, <laughs> white, heterosexual, Christian, and conservative. And
1: Oh, he's also wearing um, overalls. Overalls. Which I really want overalls. That's how I support queer farmers, well, by being gay and wearing overalls.
0: I mean, I've seen some porn. Yeah. That takes place on hay bales and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um anyway so so they they said uh uh we vowed to make our farmer's market booth quote very gay
1: oh nice wow they're they're not doing the like let's just fit in kind of method
0: right so that's awesome they hang strings of pride flags and they sell rainbow stickers to help pay for gender affirming care like hormone replacement therapy for eve and they said that uh sometimes parents and their teens will go by the booth and the adults will give them glances or looks of disapproval. And then they'll like grab the kids and rush them along. But they said mm-hmm. the kids pause for a second. Look. Um, And, and Shannon who's 34 hopes that it means something for them to see LGBTQ
1: professionals out and succeeding. Um, That's how that's a ama- mate. Like it's, it's interesting. Like, just having, knowing that there is at least, you know, in this case, two other people that are supportive, yep. knowing that there is someone in the world that is supportive of that. Someone that is like you. I, I think of queer Jews and I just think of like the idea of, you know, even conservative Jewish people that are queer walking into gay spaces and like being and, like, you know, finding someone else like you, like man the, your specific kind of niche who you are growing up and everything finding someone else like you is is so important that's well, awesome
0: and and they they said that people often will come up to them in their gay ass booth and mm-hmm. like um like whisper stories to them oh, right oh uh, interesting there was a, a middle-aged woman who confided that her daughter is trans and felt safe talking to them about that yeah um uh, there was a teen who stood in the middle of the booth and said quote this makes me feel safe oh um, and the, the, uh, so Shannon said that that means everything to me. And anyway, that's in, at uh, their, their business is Ramshackle Farm. It's in Harvard, Illinois, and they grow a whole, whole bunch of stuff. And um, they they talk mostly about how like y- y- yeah, it's um, it's conservative and kind of uncomfortable, and there's not a lot of community. But th- this is what we're doing: we're farming, mm-hmm. and we're trying to be as visible as possible hmm. when, when we're out and, and, and selling our stuff. Then I also wanted to talk to you um, really quickly. It's not just in the United States that these kinds of things are true. Hmm. So Ralph Schaub, who's the co-founder of, of GayFarmer.de, which that's Germany, mm-hmm. in Weisbaden, Germany, uh, was interviewed and they asked him, how is it as a German gay farmer? And his answer was, Guten Taggen! probably in german but here it is in english (laughs) well before you know you're gay at least in my case you know that you're a farmer i was born into farming and knew from the start that i wanted to be a farmer
1: that's wild to me like that your identity (laughs) is more and it makes sense now that you say it but more sure that that you're a farmer than your identity as a gay person okay
0: (laughs) It says uh, in the beginning, you feel lonely because there are so few others like you around and you feel even more lonely when you discover that you're gay. Hmm. Farming takes me to places and areas where being gay, sometimes you have to be strong in yourself and know who you are in order to claim your identity. Farming is the same way. The world is not set out to groom farmers. You have to be strong and resilient to keep alive. The two identities have intersected highly in my own development.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I could never be a farmer. Like you I do I do I can see how you kinda of have to be born into that. Like to be I grew up in the suburbs, man. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't do it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You could though. Just you would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> um then I watched uh so that was Germany. There's also uh in New Zealand, um this really interesting interview that I saw on Vice and there was a a out gay farmer named Matt, talking about all of the closeted gay farmers that he fucks on the side. <gasps> Many of
1: Hot.
0: them are married and have kids oh, and are like super scandalous. super DL closeted. Yeah. Um, uh, Oops. He 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 said a couple of of interesting things. I I, I thought <laughs> one of them he, he was flipping the interviewer shit. Who it was a, a gay guy that was doing the interview and he's like how does it even work? Like, do you just like, do you, cause they pulled up his grinder and the first person on the grid was four kilometers away. And he was like, how does that work? Like, do you, do you walk over there? (laughs) Can you get an Uber or something? And uh, Matt, the the gay farmer, uh, he said, quote, well, this is the difference between city gays and rural gays. We learned how to drive. (laughs) (laughs) um he, he 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 said that there is this very sad um entrenchment of 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 gay people that they get stuck in these heterosexual marriages and they get stuck with kids and running a farm and in isolation and he said even though that he is out they are very cold and very distant very adamant about him not contacting them
1: I mean to be fair, those are the kind of guys I'm into as well. well, Like you're not special. I get I get it. I get it, farmers.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah, But but that they um they seem so terrified to even like run into him Mm. on on the street and that a lot of them are like openly hostile to him Mm. when they see him.
1: Well it's like you gotta prove if you're worried about coming across as being interested, then you got to prove that you're not by being mean. Like this is why sometimes people that are most animus. Yeah. Is that a word? Animus is a word. Towards gay people are the ones that are gay themselves.
0: Yeah. It's a noun though, not an adjective. Anyway. Uh, Okay.
1: Well, I needed to be a verb.
0: Yeah. Uh, no Matt in New okay. Zealand also said some aren't on the apps to hook up even. They're looking for some semblance of acceptance.
1: <laughs>
0: I want to cry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to water your crops with my tears. Uh it also like I I would imagine that unlike unlike city folk like when you get divorced you can like okay let's it's not just deciding who gets the house or not. It's like, this is the, also the family business that you're breaking up. Like, yeah, you can't just be like, okay, leave you honey. And the kids with the farm and I'm leaving like you, there's, there's so much more like you have at stake there and, and, and have built sometimes literally.
0: Absolutely and like there was well okay i'll I'll do this one n- next instead this one also pulls in sustainable farming so there's a guy named john wright and he's in australia and he, <gasps> what are you gonna talk about him yeah okay great we then i won't
1: should i tell it should i talk about him or should i put a butt plug in it uh
0: put a butt plug in him. okay
1: okay okay okay
0: you're gonna talk about the sustainable shit that he's doing mm-hmm. okay great I mean, it's pretty magical. And then in, um, in the UK, Manchester is a big city. It's a very gay city in the, in the UK. But there's this guy named Keith who's a, an, an English farmer out in the, in the boonies. And he said, quote, if you're gay and you live in Manchester, you can go anonymously into gay areas and meet people. When you're a farmer, you have to make massive arrangements to get off the farm. Who's going to do the milking? Uh, Who's going to feed the cattle? You can't just decide to go away for the weekend. And on top of that, if you suddenly go away, people are going to ask you where
1: you're going. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no one asks me where I am like on weekends or like various days. Like I just do shit. But
0: rural life, your absence will be noted and people will ask you where you've been and what you were doing. And, like, they chat at the fucking grocery store about fucking everything like you're supposed <laughs> to care about each other's lives. <laughs> I do kind of miss that sometimes. But it's oh. like, anyway, Anyway, he said, they are very, very isolated. The loneliness is enormous. Hmm. Um, those are all gay men. I'm going to talk to you more about lesbians a little bit later.
1: I, I It's sad that, like, it seems like there's it seems like we're talking about a lot of negative associations with being gay and being a farmer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. but like but farmer, it, it's, it's, it's agrarian, it's agricultural, it's rural and all of the, the gays live in the city, right? Like, yeah. like there's a, you've got to really fucking love farming, I think, or have no other options yeah. to, to live under the oppression that is, rural society yeah i i don't know i I don't know that there's a more positive spin on it except all of these gay-owned farms that that you know seem to be thriving in one way or the other or they're trying to create community
1: creating their own community and the ones that are making a difference so that like hopefully generations will change and grow and learn from them i think that's like part of the positive um but yeah I, it seems like loneliness is a common theme among queer farming.
0: Yep. Yep. In in the stuff that I read, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Should I? Oh, yeah. Go ahead and talk about John. John, um, Wright.
1: John Wright. I uh, watched, it is a easy 20, 25 minute documentary um, from the New Yorker um, called Alone Out Here. So uh, it's interesting. Watch if you want to. So first of all, Australia's carbon emissions output per capita is among the world's highest. Red meat industry uh, produces about 10% of Australia's greenhouse gases and two thirds of that come from cattle. So it is a big issue. John Wright is someone that has been speaking out about that, um, including at industry events. So this is based on not only the um, the documentary, but also the accompanying article that I read uh, yeah. in the New Yorker. Um, and he said that when he speaks out about this issue, people genuinely despise not just him, but anyone who does bring it up. And he said, they thought you were a bit of a loony. Yep. So there was this documentary created about some of the work he's trying to do that it was a government arts grant earmarked for works about queer people living in rural places, which is, I think a really cool kind of government grant Yeah. idea and concept showing, I think showing some of these unique areas of queer life that we don't typically see is a really cool idea because I think that's really helpful to show that there's huge varieties of queer people. And um, anyway, so the uh, documentary is called A Gay Farmer on Love, Isolation, and Disrupting the Meat Industry in Australia. Um, He, for 22 years, has been working on a line of cattle that reduces methane output.
0: Yeah. Let's make cows that fart less.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've like too have been working on reducing my methane output. <laughs> it has he has been more successful than I. Um, I mean, he's been trying harder for longer. He's been trying, and he's been. Well, I mean, we've both been breeding <laughs> a whole lot <laughs> to get to where we are. Um, so I get it, John. Um, he came out at the age of twenty eight. It was interesting. I think he said like his. It sounded like a like this rum kind of thing. Like his family said, like you you are not allowed to be on the farm until you're 25. And if you want to come back, you can. Mm -hmm. And he decided to come back. He, 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 his dad let him go off and do other things. And then he just, he was the one that decided to come back. So he's made this big decision about being involved in farming, which that I think there's the kind of the positive side is like, this is the life he's, he's chosen, but also it does come with a cost, which is it's difficult to date. He, I think has dated one person, he, he picked the family business over moving you know his option his other option was going to sydney and dating um and the filmmaker of this cornish who has been looking at lots of people in rural areas said quote it was always this consistent story of the stakes being incredibly high because if you have a date with somebody it has to go well yeah which that's terrifying like at least I'm, you know, I bitch about like, you know, there's no one on the and I go on a date and I'm like, nah, and then like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. keep going. <laughs> like, you know, that's very different. Imagine the, the, the stakes of like the guy one farm over happens to be gay and you're like, Oh God, please be hot.
0: There's a, there's a, there's another angle to that. I forget if we talked about it before. What? I kind of wonder if people are nicer. It, okay. I don't. It's not settling. That's not what I mean. But I wonder if a lot of rural areas, the gays that do find each other, are less distracted. Hmm. Like they're more able to commit because there um, there isn't that like paralysis by too many options. Hmm. Hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: I guess so. I also don't like the idea that like that kind of feeds into the stereotype that gay men cheat just because there are other, like you see another gay dude and you're like, Oh cool. Another gay dude. And then they fuck them, you know? So I don't love that part of it.
0: I just think that like all of the, the way that people behave on the apps suggests to me that they're like, they don't want to make any sort of commitment because they're waiting for like maybe somebody hotter will. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. And then nothing happens. I could see that. And I don't know.
1: Yeah. uh, You may like give it a more of a shot with someone you may like, if you have far less options, you may be like, "Let's really see if there's anything here." Yeah, and maybe that could help it go a little bit deeper than just, "Do I think you're hot right away?" Do I swipe left or right? Like, yeah, yeah, I guess I can see that. Um, so the the entire um documentary builds up to this bowl sale where he's seeing if people are willing to buy the this new line of bulls lower farting cows lower farting cows yep <laughs> um and the answer is no <laughs> they're yeah. not they don't and he he's like talks about like if we just went with angus if i just did this easier option i would absolutely be selling um them right now like he picked a path that was the difficult path he said he also said quote the more battles you create in your life the less time there is to hear the silence and the emptiness. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: So I wonder if there's. We talked about the connection between being queer and fighting for sustainable agriculture. And, you know, he's clearly working on more sustainable practices. And it's interesting you know, we both in white privilege and understanding other minorities and understanding the truth behind things and accepting of the truth, even when it's difficult. Like those are a lot of reasons I could picture someone being in sustainable farming, but to create battles in order to not have to deal with the crushing loneliness is not one of the ones I considered. Yeah. Woo.
0: Yeah. I just drank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, farmers, have you considered drinking <laughs> as Linda Belcher says, it doesn't solve your problems. It just makes them go away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Mommy doesn't get drunk. She just has fun. She just has <laughs> fun.
1: The last thing that I will say about him is this quote that I wrote down that I, that I really liked. The issue of climate change is quite challenging in agriculture. There's a lot of people who believe it's not happening. This is science. This is not me making anything up. It might be the part, I don't know about being gay and being a gay farmer or something like that. And the part about coming out was just that realization that I can't lie anymore. I can't bullshit anymore. You gotta, I don't know that you have to be real, that you have to be honest. And that cements something pretty powerful. The only people who aren't talking about it is our industry. Hmm. So there is something to, he has made this choice for himself in spite of it being difficult already. And then add on the layer of being gay and add it and make it extra difficult. But he's like, this is the right thing, the right place for the industry to go. And I want to make meaning in my life. And and I know that this is the meaning that I'm creating. So it's very respectable. I don't know that I could be willing to sacrifice my personal experiences and, and pursuit of a relationship for this. And so I'm I'm impressed by him. So way to go.
0: Yeah. I saw a clip of him talking to a bunch of Argentinian beef buyers. Mm-hmm. And there's this woman that was asking him about his legacy and saying, you don't have a son or a daughter mm, yeah. here. And he's like, no, uh, I never married. Yeah. Is what was his was his response. And I instantly recognized that as he gave the safest answer that he could like in in, in in that instant he was panicking about how to say a true thing and not say that he was gay.
1: And also like kind of put the, the stamp on the conversation, not like, nope, I don't have a son or daughter like dot, 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 yeah. you know, like just to be like, I never married Is like, yeah. Kind of answers the, yeah. Yeah.
0: And I think that's, that's what that world is like. Yeah. So, I have a I have a really sad thing to say. Okay, okay. So I'm going to talk about a bunch of resources that are available to gay farmers. Okay, that have cropped up. But uh, I'm going to do the sad. One of one. them's my ass. I'm going, to, oh. I'm going to I'm going to do the sad one first. Okay. So this guy named Keith Innocent, and he is from the UK, maybe from Northern Ireland. The U.K. Northern Ireland, yeah. And he read. So unlike the United States, in the United Kingdom, they do track LGBTQ plus farmers mm. and farming. And there, was, there was, they released data. It's the Office for National Statistics, the ONS, said that about 50 gay farmers a year end their own lives. Mm. The, the fear of coming out to loved ones being one of the main reasons. And the pressure is to produce an heir. Mm. Who's going to take over the farm? So this uh, this Keith Innocent guy, uh, he's a former chaplain and an out gay farmer in Northern Ireland, set up the Gay Farmer Helpline mm-hmm. in 2010. He he said, quote, the push to get married is enormous from a young age. It's bred in and it's a very insular occupation. He said even divorce within the farming community is very difficult. You wow. need to keep the farm in the family and you need to keep it viable. These men don't want to hurt the women but they just feel they shouldn't have gotten married. (sighs) And farming is a difficult business at the best of times. There's long hours, poor conditions, tight profit margins. Um, But for gay men, it is deeply excluding. There was a study done in June of 2020, June of 2020, that said that in rural zip codes, at least in the United Kingdom, uh, gay dating was one of the most Googled searches. Wow. And he said um, he was a working chaplain and uh, he um, just put his, his, his idea for this thing. He put an advertisement in the farming press and said, if they needed help, they could contact me. He got his first call that first week and has averaged at least one new call a week ever since. Hmm. Uh, the difficulties are enormous. He said that one person called the hotline and, and said that, he, he had attempted to end his life and and his dad had saved him. Hmm. And when his dad got to him on time and it became clear like what the reasons were, his dad said that he would have left him to die if he'd known it was because
1: he was gay. Oh my God.
0: These are the kinds of stories that he is trying to help people with on, on this, this helpline.
1: Jesus Christ. Um, he Fuck said, that dad.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: You don't get to decide. You don't get to have kids uh, only if, and love them only if they meet your criteria. Fuck you.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. He estimates that he's helped nearly 500 gay farmers. Wow. Um, through this, this hotline. And, uh, Oh, one of the things this, this one blew me away. Sorry. Well, I'll get less depressing real soon. I, I promise. Um, but, uh, uh, apparently one farmer who was closeted had a secret life, a secret gay life, had a private relationship with a male friend who, who died. How he couldn't grieve that. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, he, if, if he was, if he was in love with this man who's now gone, who does he turn to in this environment yeah. to process the fact that this, this love ended, right? It's yeah. like fucking Brokeback Mountain, Kyle's what yeah. it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You just, I mean, to to have that level of grief and just have to sit on it in yep. the less fun way. Like, just have to, like, pretend it's not happening and never show anyone. Man, if that's not a male stereotype, I don't know what it is.
0: Yep. Well,
1: God. And that's why men have a higher rate of suicide is because we're expected to, like, shut down these emotions and never show them. And to add that extra, extra layer of, like, having it be something like a... Being gay and not being able to talk about that part of it too. Yep, hmm.
0: for reals. Well, uh, the gay farmer uh, helpline is at gayfarmer.co.uk or at zero seven eight three seven nine three one eight nine four, which is way too many numbers for our country, <laughs> but apparently that number will make sense uh, <laughs> to someone. <laughs> to someone. Some other some other resources that are out there. Uh, I looked at a bunch of matchmaking sites oh. that, that are geared towards farmers, and it is wild to me. There's one, a new one. This is a new service uh, for matching single country folk of all orientations. That's including heterosexual hmm. orientations. It's just it's supposed to be for all rural people, but they will let you self-select for I'm into you know a man seeking a man, whatever. Anyway, but the name of the the name of the service is the Farmer wants a wife. <laughs> what?
1: Wait. Okay, hold on.
0: <laughs> it launched in Ireland last year. Uh, is already a big success, um, and they're talking about expanding across the UK. But
1: but you got to change that name, bitch. You got
0: to change that name, bitch. But but yeah, Queerty did an article on them as being like a, a successful place for the that's gay farmers. So weird to, that's <laughs> worked for gay farmers. Also, <laughs> yeah,
1: is Northern Ireland part of the UK? Yes, Kyle. They're not part of Great Britain, though. Is that the thing? Oh goodness, we don't have to do this right now. We- <laughs> <laughs> Your deep breath said we're not doing this now. Okay.
0: So, uh, yeah, the farmer farmer needs a wife, or farmer wants a wife is a service that, that that's came recommended by, by, by gay, gay farmers. Uh, well, if you think that's a bad name, here's Uh-oh. another one. Made by country people for country people. The matchmaking site called MuddyMatches.co.uk. Muddy Matches.
1: Muddy Matches? Like, what? We're, we get in the mud. We're dirty. We're we're not those clean city folk. Correct. Okay. I mean, I like that less than the gender, (laughs) the other gendered option.
0: Well, you know,
1: that's, I, it doesn't matter what I think or want. That's not, it's not about me.
0: It was founded by two sisters that had a farming background.
1: Hopefully they didn't date.
0: And I, well, you know,
1: that's a rural stereotype I shouldn't play into.
0: But, um, featured in country file, horse and hound, and yes. farmers <laughs> weekly. Uh, <laughs> they got they got horse and hound? <laughs> what a get. Uh moneymatches.co.uk uh is, is another another place. Um just it's like farmers only, but you know yeah. in the UK. Uh and then and then also there there are there are community uh, organizations that are out there trying to build up a identity, resources, sharing, even some like social stuff, or or potentially like dating, um, just the the whole the whole thing. One is called We Are Out in the Open <laughs> and Not Our dot org, <laughs> um, Not Our Farm Reading through their stuff today, I was fascinated by this idea. Uh, they were questioning, not questioning. They have a lot of resources that are for farm workers. And the article was talking about why aren't they called farmers? Like, most farmers don't actually do the farming. Hmm. They're more like farm managers. Farms Uh. are about ownership, and that's bullshit, and we hate that.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, so, like, if I, like, I've never considered myself a farmer, but I've done a lot of farm work. Right? Maybe I have been a farmer. Like, if I just use the less bullshit definition. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. I would think the person doing the stuff on the farm would be the farmer. But hmm. yeah. Another fun thing you can check out is at the gay farmers uh, that was created by Lutz of Germany. It's got kind of some good, good German representation. Um, it's it's on Instagram. Um, it's they haven't posted in like a year. But um, before that it was a really cool concept where Lutz of Germany uh, created this account so that people could like send in pictures of themselves and they would like, you know, post and feature different people to show that like there are lots of gay farmers, uh, Instagram at the gay farmers if you want. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's of there that, I think that's the, like, it makes sense that we found the, the loneliness part of it. That does seem to be a real important and heavy part of this topic. And I think the, the the positive side is all the work that people have then done both in terms of helping other LGBT folks and helping sustainability of farming. Um, That, that seems to be the kind of positive side of this. I also think
0: it's gotta be getting better. And if only, well, we know it is like people listeners have written in to say like, I live in the middle of goddamn nowhere. There are no gay people here but I feel connected to the gay community for an hour and a half each week or whatever. And that's, we didn't have podcasts when I was growing up, Kyle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there, there really just weren't ways to, to reach out and connect that weren't going to a city and going to a gay bar. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I would hope over time that, that that we would, we would turn the corner and rural queer people, farmers included would, not suffer from such isolation yeah. and and um, depression as a result. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have more?
1: I, well, I have something that I could say for Patreon. You were? Did you have a lesbian oh. thing that you wanted? To sure. Do?
0: Yeah, I'll talk about a lesbian thing. <laughs> uh, I'm nervous. That's, oh, why? Nervous talking about lesbian stuff. Oh, why? Not a lesbian.
1: I mean, we, Mike, we're ta- we're talking about farmers. We're not farmers, so oh, okay. <laughs> we that's, do a lot. We do this a bunch.
0: That's true. Okay, so. First of all, I'm going to talk about Rush Limbaugh.
1: Okay. (laughs) Okay. Noted lesbian.
0: Noted lesbian Rush Limbaugh. Noted dead lesbian. Uh So Rush Limbaugh said that Obama was sending lesbian farmers to invade red states to make them gay and less conservative. Sure. So he went, it was. Can you imagine
1: an army of lesbian farmers? I mean, Boy, that'd be—I'd t- be scared of that. They would get shit done. They would. They would. <laughs> uh,
0: so it, this was back in 2016 during the Obama administration. What happened was the USDA and some other agencies had an event called the Iowa LGBT Rural Summit, and the purpose of that was to quote share information relating to policies, programs, and services that exist to protect, promote, and strengthen LGBT rural communities they talked about a whole bunch of stuff. It was in Des Moines. They talked about rural housing loans, community facility grants, they talked about bullying, hmm. um and cool. So then Rush Limbaugh ter- somehow turned that into the Obama administration is trying to recruit lesbian farmers to militarize them to have them invade red parts of the country to liberalize the culture
1: look i understand you read the headline of something and you got it misconstrued but they like they invent they take these things and then turn them into like you add at least especially back then you had obama plus you know whatever the headline is plus is turning everyone gay like like they're not yeah it's so fucking annoying
0: so this is all a quote from him Oh, no. Rural America happens to be largely conservative. Rural America is made up of self-reliant, rugged individualist types. They happen to be big believers in the Second Amendment. So here comes the Obama regime with a bunch of federal money, and they're waving it around, and all you got to do to get it is be a lesbian and want to be a farmer, and they'll set you up. I'm like you. I never before in my life knew that lesbians wanted to be farmers. Oh. I was embarrassed at that moment to realize that I thought like Rush Limbaugh.
1: You didn't know lesbians wanted I to be- I didn't know lesbians wanted to be farmers. But okay, it's fine to not know that. And then what do you do with that information?
0: I, I, and you I, did I, not I, rant against- I read about a bunch of them and realized
1: that they do want to be farmers. There you farmers. go, right? And, That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's all you got to do. <laughs> I think everyone like fears that they don't know information or fears that they- like they'll learn a new identity or learn that they're out of the loop on a thing. And that's okay. It's okay not to, to know that. It's okay to learn that. It's okay to feel a little dumb when you learn a new thing. It's what do you do once you know that? And yeah. do you blame Obama for trying to militarize red states with them? Or do you read up on them and go, huh, now I know. <laughs> that's cool. Like it's just, yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, it's okay, lesbians, to want to be a farmer. I'm, yeah. I'm I I support you. Yeah. So it's not the first time that lesbians and farming have been like a thing that was being discussed huh. in the 1970s.
1: Oh, <laughs> what?
0: Um there was a organic food movement that a bunch of radical feminists got involved with and so they created the idea of women's land, W O M Y N apostrophe S land, women's land. So it started urban but then it started uh to to shave off and go more rural like communes were being started hmm. there's one in arkansas called Yellowhammer. hammer there's one in oregon called woman share and they were trying to create these feminist farms and the lesbians were all over that
1: that's not what ff means
0: that's not what ff means
1: Mm-mm. just if anyone was wondering
0: one thing that I thought was really interesting about the whole thing was um, this article. Anyway, it's ModernFarmer.com, an article from 2015. Political lesbianism? So there was a activist and theorist, Ty Grace Atkinson, and she argued that sexual orientation is a choice, that heterosexuality is anti-feminist. Hmm. So... Go be a lesbian, even if you don't want to, and start a commune with no men in it.
1: Well, okay. I have some qualms.
0: (laughs) But apparently, the actual lesbians who loved and were sexually attracted to other women, they didn't always see eye to eye on this. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Yeah, I would think not.
0: (laughs) Largely, those farms and communes um, have have disappeared. There are a couple of them that are still around in a, a, a few different places across the country. But... Feminism and feminist theory has changed since then. The acceptance of queer people has changed since then. Urbanization has also shifted the demographics uh, since then, and just these these farms seem to have 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 dried up. But it was just what menopause, <laughs> I guess. That I don't know it? that you, that's the phrasing of that it was just interesting. Um. But yeah, yeah, a, a lot of lesbians were active in this like women's farming movement of the late 60s and early 70s and so it they, they've been at it for they've been at it for a while.
1: Hmm. I I didn't mention most of the um I did mention most of the people in the the 20 of the 20 people interviewed in for the thesis were um white but i didn't mention they were mostly cis women Mm -hmm. so like Mm -hmm. there are you know at least this was in the northeast u.s where they you know they noticed a lot of them forming these community based farming things so there is at least some of that still going on Mm -hmm. you know this is a very limited area and and scope but like there's at least some of that still happening yeah which is cool did we do it uh, yeah, I mean I didn't expect farming to be so heavy. Yeah, we talked about a lot of farming
0: and we talked about a lot of sad shit. Yeah, yeah. like I I guess I could talk about like like I, I grew up there. Hmm. I think that I for sure sought out confirmation bias style the things that I remember it feeling like to grow up in a place like that. Hmm. Like I I didn't I didn't seek out the happy gay farms if hmm. like if there is such a thing because I just my 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 background I I blame growing up where I grew up on the fact that I didn't come out until I was 30 and that life was pretty t- fucking terrible hmm. from that angle.
1: And, and do, tell people about, like, did you grow up on a farm? Like, did, what was...
0: We had cows. It, 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 was a, it was only five acres. It was a small farm. Farm is a, even a rough word. But, like, I would get up before school and go feed cows and help my dad change sprinklers because we had to keep the alfalfa watered and, and we largely ate the cows that we grew. So that was a fun exercise of like cutting into a steak and talking about which cow it is that we're eating that we helped raise. Yeah. Um,
1: And what, what about that made it difficult to come out until you were in your thirties? It's, it's, it's
0: not, it's not specifically that I was on a farm. It's just that it was a red part of the world, hmm. right? It's rural, Eastern Washington, Yakima County, middle of goddamn fucking nowhere. Two thousand people in the whole town, and it is very oppressive in the judgments and 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 structures to keep in place anybody who dares deviate from the mainstream. Yeah, and that extends to race. That extends to uh, class. That it, it is just.
1: Even talking about what we heard about, like talking about sustainability and the effects on the environment, like that is frowned upon even talking about that.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a liberal conspiracy, Kyle. Yeah. Yep. Threatening our way of life yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, just growing up in that environment, that political environment, Mm -hmm. that, that cultural environment, I, I, I think I really identify with and empathize with these, these men that are having these like isolated experiences because I I was I was I was there and yeah. like them, thought I was going to get married to a woman and have kids and live a white picket fence life with, you know th- that's what I was supposed to do. It was the only life that I could envision for myself. Yeah, I mean, that's very much a function of where I grew up.
1: The irony is like that's where the grooming is happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> to to make people believe that's their only option and you can't deviate from anything. Like that is the enforcement of your own beliefs on your children, like not letting them be their authentic selves. Um, It's interesting because I think farming is a straight stereotype. And I think part of that is, you know, like we're talking about, there are a lot of gay people out there. There are a lot of queer people that are involved in farming. So Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. not true, but then there is some truth in the, like the movement to big cities and, and the escape from rural areas, this, this kind of environment. So I think there's also some truth to, you know, that, that, gay people want to move out of rural areas to be more accepted and be able to find more people. So it's this interesting mix of like this stereotype is true and not true. And yeah. you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a, weird, it's a weird mix.
0: Something else to consider too. I just, I don't know if I count as a farmer or not hmm. by the, like having done farm work, I've, I I like defining that as being a farmer. So I guess I have, I was a farmer in my, in a past life that makes three gay men in my life. If I include myself that have been involved in farming. Yeah. Right. A
1: surprising number of people in our friend group that have done farming, which is weird.
0: Yeah. Maybe it's not weird. Maybe, maybe maybe that's, true yeah you know yeah yeah <laughs> like we're more representative of gay culture and gay people than we think it is
1: yeah it's just not like discussed that much like i don't hear people talking about in gay circles about farming a rural upbringings as much yeah yeah do you know what i think gay people also do a little bit more what is play farming apps on their oh, phones yeah and that's what i'm gonna talk to you about on patreon
0: great farmville <laughs> uh-huh okay so should we take a break?
1: Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Farm break. <laughs> mm.
0: Get in that kennel. That what? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Cannel? Cannel. Kennel. Got it. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break.
0: Nice taters,
1: Kyle. <laughs> what? Are we back? No. <laughs> I want to quit the show after that. We're back. We're back. <laughs> we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do
0: our gayest and straightest, but nice first, Peters. yeah, local gay bar review Ooh. this week, we're going to do Chill Bar, which is in Palm Springs, California. I've been to chill bar several times and I've been to chill bar twice in the last six months. And so I don't remember which visit is with which visit, but I have went with some gay fraternity brothers and went with a, with a friend from uh, San Diego.
1: Well, with multiple experiences, this time you can not just rate your individual experience, but the bar overall.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's a big bar. It's like a sit down place. There's a lot of standing though. Cause it's quite popular. It's got like a, like a, it is a chill vibe. To it, hey, which it, you know you did it. adequately named, but then there's like a back area that's a dance floor that is like really dark, and I definitely got groped once, which mm. you know, whatever. And then there were go-go boys there, but mm. like different kinds of go-go boys. Mm. And I think I don't know that I've seen other places a silver daddy go-go boy, oh. like a full like daddy bear go-go boy. Nice. And at least one of the times that I went. The go-go Boys were all wearing sports uniforms. It was like uh, sport night or whatever, and uh, yeah, there was like a lacrosse player and 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 I I think that I think the silver daddy bear was wearing a baseball outfit. I
1: need to go to a sport night. That sounds sexy.
0: Yeah, it really was. It really was. Uh, I enjoy Chill Bar. I think it is indeed chill, and uh, I, I I I had I had I had I had sex at least once after after it. But not enough to raise it to five dildos. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it four dildos.
1: What does a place have to do, Mike? This is literally everything you describe that you like in a place that had go go boys, that diverse crowded, you got laid ones. What does it need? What's missing? Four and a half dildos. <laughs> a perfect score does not exist in Mike's world. It does. It absolutely. There's no way you will ever give a place a five. I guarantee it. Great. Now I have to. <laughs> I know. You dick. <laughs> you dildo.
0: Hey, everybody. Hey. Tickets for our New York show are on sale right now. Please go and buy it if you want to see us on Sunday, June the 4th. We're going to be at The Spot. In Hell's Kitchen on the island of Manhattan in the great city of New York in the state of New York. United States of America, planet Oh, Please stop this. Okay, you can go to gayishpodcast.com
1: slash live to find all of our tour dates and get tickets for New York. Those are the ones that are available right now. The pre-sale is happening uh, until May 1st, so you can get discounted tickets until May 1st.
0: And tickets are selling, so don't wait. Yeah, like when 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 it's full, we have to stop.
1: So yeah, when you when you sell all the tickets, then you can't sell anymore.
0: That's right. That's right. Also, uh, happy and pleased to announce that our show in July in Chicago is going to be at uh, Sidetrack. Very excited about that. Ooh. That's like my favorite Chicago bar, and uh, we'll be in Los Angeles in uh, September at Ackbar, um, which is another awesome place i will announce more venues as we get closer
1: yeah but you can see all the dates at gayishpodcast.com slash live
0: you ready to do our gayest no nope. because our website is gayishpodcast.com without the slash live (laughs) yeah you can add the slash live if you want
1: if you want um you can go to our discord our spaces our facebook group uh find all those at gayishpodcast.com slash contact
0: our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585 542
1: 9474 Standard rates apply. Our email is gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109.
1: And we have uh, a new merch on the merch store, so if you want a news theme song Uh, shirt there are a couple different options including one with a gag ball in someone's mouth for shut your mouth hole Mm -hmm. Um, and a hey Mike hey Kyle mug in the shape of the progress flag so check those out uh, com slash merch do it yeah Uh, gayest straightest
0: let's do our gayest and straightest I'm happy to go first okay the gayest thing about me this week was uh, uh, the Friday before Easter I went and visited my dad and uh, he he asked me if you and I were dating.
1: Oh, wow. After all this time, yeah. <laughs> I would think, what would you say? Uh, I said no. Oh. <laughs> Don't get to say it with that face. <laughs> I'm delightful. You know, uh,
0: it felt very gay to talk to my dad about gay things. Mm. Uh, I think he was just trying to let me know that he was okay Aww. with, like, talking about stuff. Oh, that's sweet. And, yeah. Uh, And then the straightest thing about me this week was the same evening, my dad and I changed the headlight in my Jeep. So we took his toolbox out there and did dad's son car repair bonding <laughs> shit you know
1: god whenever that my dad would try to teach me shit about cars i'd get so angry at him oh. <laughs> i would get so annoyed i'd be like dad i'm never gonna remember this this is horrible if you don't even
0: own a car now
1: That's Fuck true. you, dad yeah i won um how about you my gayest is i worked my first shift at the trevor project where i actually took phone calls how did it go a lot of hang-ups Really? Yeah, some people call in and they like get anxious or they just want to test out to see what the service is like. So there are lots of different reasons that someone may hang up. But had some people hang up, had some people kind of talk about world events and, and, you know, had just a, a variety of kind of different calls.
0: I could understand a person like panic hanging up like as soon as there's another person on the line. But did people hang up like well into the call?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. And that could be like that could be someone walked in the room and they don't want to get found out or mm. something is overwhelming. Like there's a lot of reasons that could happen. And it's if anyone is considered calling in, like people that are answering the phones are people like me that just care and want to talk. So yeah. if you're in a crisis, please do it and, and use the services. Um, my straightest is now... <laughs> I had went to the Kraken game, mm. and boy, it was my straightest. Yeah. <laughs> there's just, like, there's just... Are there any hot hockey boys? Um, it's, You can't really see them, because they're all, like, behind their stuff. Oh. I mean, yes, you, you, they're, like, you know, these, like, preview videos and all these videos that happen on the, these big screens, and absolutely some super-duper hot, like, Kraken, Kraken boys. Kraken boys. I let them whip. crack my... And <laughs> cracking my... We, our mascot is also a dumb troll that I fucking hate. It's mm. like the the stupidest decision ever. Anyway, but that's for sure my straightest thing of life.
0: Great. Uh, listeners, gayest, straightest, we, we got a voicemail. Hi, Mike and Kyle.
1: It's Donna Sugar. Hi. Loving the shows. I'm officially caught up. I'm so happy. And hi, Derek. So nice to meet you. <clears throat> I just wanted to give you my gayest and straightest. I finished my bathroom, which is kind of both. So my straightest would be working with tools and caulking and uh, spackling and sanding and whatnot. And I think the gayest is when I was reattaching the handle for my douche nozzle on the wall, for convenience, (laughs) and I realized, I can leave this here because it's my house. No. That was my gayest and straightest. I love you guys. I love this show. I'm so happy to be caught up. And Mike, I do kind of want to fuck your younger younger brother. Sorry. (laughs) Bye, Derek. Have a good day. Donna Sugars. That was a journey. (laughs) Thanks, Donna Sugars. I, I felt excited for you. I felt masked. I felt... Uh, a little bit left out of the hitting on. Um, so, the, yeah, there's a big journey there for all of us. Um, if you want to leave us your gayest and straightest, you have a far better likelihood of getting on the show if you actually leave a voicemail because we like those. So, leave a message with your gayest and straightest. Yeah, do it. Uh, I think that's it, right?
0: That's it. We did it. We did it. Um, I would like to say thank you to all of the Lesbian Farmer Army members
1: yeah and for killing those. rush limbaugh yeah, yes that was <laughs> the biggest contribution and corn um and thank you to all the gay farmers thank you to our gap bridgers for voting on this topic i think this ended up being a, a heavier one than i thought was going to but i'm glad we talked about it mm-hmm. um thank you to our super gap bridgers, andrew bugby Christopher m john crowley Stephen porch yost Dossel, harry shaw josh copeland jonathan montana's wadu Hello. Hello, welcome. Forrest Nell, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Douglas Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cubington, Just J. Kevin Henderson, Thomas B. Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A. E. Coleman, Chris Ketchatorians, and Jerome York.
0: Thanks, everybody. Thank you. That's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Catchatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson.
1: I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Bye you. Farm. Firm?
0: The United Kingdom includes Northern Ireland. That's what all the fighting was about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Protestants and Catholics. There's
1: something that's not included in the United Kingdom.
0: The rest of Ireland.
1: The rest of Ireland. Okay. It's its own The rest of Ireland is not part of, but Northern Ireland is. Yeah. Great.
0: Which then was a problem because when Brexit happened, now there's like a border between them that, what do you do with it? Anyway, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah.